I found it. Listen, you're being rude. You're fake. You're fake news. You're fake news. Stop being rude. You're fake news. <laughs> Lost it for a little while there. I wouldn't dare use this in these videos because with I talk, with what I talk about, I'd be hitting that all the time. What's up, everybody? It's Friday. It's July 16th. It's been a great week. It has been a fantastic week. Not gonna lie. Watching all the audit information come out and the Wuhan lab leak getting exposed. Everybody's just saying screw this to new lockdowns and max vaccine mandates and things like that. It's It's been good, and I think it's only going to get better the second half of this year. So as for that, you know, usually with these videos, I start off talking about like political stuff, but today I'm going to start out with that vaccine fight because it's just front and center. Then we'll get into talking about the audits, more audits coming, uh, how it's making the fake news re. Speaking of that, I actually watched some Rachel Maddow last night because I I knew it was going to be good, and it did not disappoint. Ooh, she was she was terrified. She actually brought up my movie again, too, Above Majestic, because she was trying to trash you know, the Deep Rig movie and, and the, the audit going on there. And she's, she says, oh, in these movies, they talk about aliens killing JFK or something like that, and it's just, no, no, it was never said in either any of those. <laughs> oh, I love watching the fake news when it's when it's a good day like that, and we're going to get a lot more coming. So starting off, let's get into these articles now uh, with Joe Biden. Joe Biden answering some questions today from the mainstream media, you know, getting on maybe Marine One, Air Force One, something like that outside the White House, answering some quick questions. And he was asked what his message is to platforms like Facebook. He said that uh, it kind of sounded like he mumbled his response. He said they're killing people. And then he quickly went into, well, the pandemic is spreading only among unvaccinated people. And then the unvaccinated people are the ones killing them. So I couldn't. It was kind of weird. His response. Some doublespeak there. It's like, obviously, anything he mutters is going to be pretty uh, incoherent. So, unvaccinated people are the ones killing us all. That's the new drama that they're trying to pump out into the public consciousness. Jen Hatsaki, too. She's been getting lit up in some of these briefings, especially because her uh, her basically admittance that they're working with big tech, the Biden White House, to flag misinformation, right? So, here she says, during today's press conference... We know that 99.5% of people who are in the hospital are people who are unvaccinated and people who are dying of COVID are unvaccinated. This is really becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. There's our new narrative, folks. Big surprise. So here's the thing about this particular statistic that's being thrown out there. This 99.5% of people in the hospital and dying are unvaccinated. Let me tell you something. Number one, the study this comes from is a preliminary study. I believe it was funded by the CDC as well. Uh, this is just what I'm told, but it's a reliable source. And also, they included partially vaccinated people in this study as well. So, I mean, obviously, when you look at the studies, you got to ask who funds it, 
who did it, did they have any special interest in doing it? And when we look at the CDC, you can kind of tick off all those boxes. So as we very well know, science these days is not honest science. They don't do the scientific process a lot of the times, at least when it comes to studies that the mainstream media runs with or any sort of you know large propaganda institution that needs a narrative to run with. Science is bought, co-opted, compromised. A lot of it is garbage. Not all of it is garbage, but a lot of it is garbage. And poor, poor white lab coats, a lot of them just don't know any better. And they've got their ego so inflated because they're tied into the eight years they invested at this prestigious university and $200,000 of student loans they still got to pay off. They don't, they don't want to admit all that work they did was for uh, disinformation in their heads. You know, it's unfortunate situation we're in, but that's how it's been set up. So I'm not buying this 99.5% bullshit. And they're just trying to, of course, gaslight us and fear panic, sell their narratives with those ideas. Saki also today said, uh, going off more about the banning from social media, trying to spin it however she can to make them look fine and not implicated in anything bad. They're just banning disinformation because it's harmful to all of us. And the, the unvaccinated people, they need to get vaccinated so we can stop this pandemic because Two weeks to slow the spread turns into 18 months now, turns into round number 18 of mask mandates, and my God. So she actually said users banned on one platform should be banned on other social media networks. She straight up said that today. And with how they're framing it, whoever controls the the narrative writers control really the agendas that get rolled out. People do not understand Many don't how important the media itself is to how these narratives get rolled out to the agendas in play in our world. So, yeah, banned on one platform, banned on other ones. You know, I'll hand it to Joe Biden. Maybe he's right. Maybe these these social media platforms are killing people. You know, sometimes he's he's got a lot of Freudian slips, that guy, because if Facebook and Twitter are censoring information on hydroxychloroquine and chlorine dioxide and ivermectin and all the other natural treatments. Well, then, yeah, they're killing people. Let's just be real. But Saki here, God, she's she's a spawn of Satan, that one. And as the Gateway Pundit here notes in this article from last night, yes, more ammo for Trump after Press Secretary Saki admits Biden admin is colluding. There's no other way to put it. Colluding with tech giants to silence opposing voices online. To tell them what information is accepted and what information is not accepted. So, Trump's class action. That's got a it's got a lot of weight behind it. More and more weight these days. In fact, I don't know if you guys have seen anything new about it. You know, I remember during that press conference on July 7th, 10 day, 9 days ago, week and a half ago, Trump's lawyer said that they'd be filing an injunctive relief within a day or two, he said at the time. I haven't seen any more about that, so I don't know. Obviously, this is a big lawsuit, so it's going to take some time, but still uh, eyes on that update. Anyway, onward now to Greece. Greece, the country is now saying that no vaccines, no dinner. You, if you are unvaccinated, 
cannot go indoors to restaurants or bars if you have not gotten your poison poke, if you haven't had your jab, your inoculation, your vaccine. You can't go indoors to these establishments. And this is on top of Greece already protesting. There have already been protests in, in France and Greece this week because of these new mandatory vaccine measures. Now this, hey, hey, governments around the world, do you want protests against you? Because this is how you get protests against you. Is that going over their heads? We'll see what happens in Greece. They're going to be even less happy about this. More protests probably coming. And more mandates to L.A. This one here in L.A. Las Vegas as well. Ah, Somebody said, what's up, Topanga, in the chat there. How you like that new mask mandate you got to deal with, Topanga friend? Los Angeles County imposes a new mandate. And like I mentioned, Vegas there. Vegas didn't make it a mandate, but they are suggesting that their population put masks on even if they're vaccinated inside because excuse, excuse, excuse. What is it? Delta variant bullshit? Oh, that's the one now. Oh, the unvaccinated people are getting the Delta variant. So we got to mask up, get more vaccines, get a booster shot, get it every year. (laughs) No, folks, absolutely not. Call me an anti-vaxxer as much as you freaking want. I'll own it. I'll own that label. Go ahead. No way. No masks for me. No tests. No vaccines. And no vaccine bracelets. TMZ here, probably taking a pay cut, actually, to uh, uh, print this article. Not going to lie. TMZ, let the world know you're vaccinated. Vaxed up with a useful new bracelet. You can literally put your QR code for your for your vaccine shots, for your proof on your wrist, and here they are pumping it. <laughs> we didn't we didn't go far from let's see this right here. Those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. <laughs> good lord, good lord. And then the FDA, an FDA official, is saying today that these COVID shots are expected to get an emergency use authorization approved by winter, he's saying. By winter, they're expecting an EUA approved for kids under the age of 12 for between 5 and 11. I reported on this earlier in the week because I believe Pfizer was saying themselves, like Pfizer executives or officials, saying that they're expecting to file for it like next month and just a matter of time before... FDA rubber stamps that, no question. And uh, here we then have the age going down to five. And what timing is all of this bullshit coming to the public, right? Delta variant increasing. Wow, that gives excuse for more vaccines. Oh, we can get it approved for five to 11 year olds. Oh, how convenient. Right before the school year. Oh, how many school districts are going to use the emergency use authorization excuse? To roll out mandatory vaccines. You see, oh God, it's clockwork. Oh, you can just uh, uh, watch that agenda take place right before your very eyes. And it's no surprise. You can see exactly how they roll up the narratives. One story leads upon another. They just build and build. And soon they're making you look like a domestic extremist. And somebody that hates grandma just because you don't want to get your shot. Meanwhile, 
legislatures around the country are mulling laws to make it allowable for kids to get vaccinated without parental knowledge or consent. Massachusetts is thinking about it. Probably some other states too. Ha! Ha! Again, timing. Building each narrative upon another just to roll out their agendas. So they'll get the emergency use authorization for kids as young as five. Convenient, right when the school year starts. Convenient, how many nurses are gonna are they going to have planted right there in schools, ready to give the shots right as these laws roll out? I don't want to call them laws. Let's call them statutes, these codes, roll out that allows kids to go behind your back as a parent, right? And not need your consent. God, sick system. This is do or die time, folks. Do or die time. Okay? Fight. Fight it all. Luckily, we have people in D.C., parents there in Washington, D.C., suing because they already have a law allowing kids to get vaccinated behind their parents' back without the parents' consent. D.C. has had that, I guess, for a few months now, since, like, March. So... They're getting lawsuit, multiple lawsuits coming against D.C. actually for this. So, good. Good. Start standing up, folks. Start rejecting this poisonous bullshit and the propaganda that comes with it. Don't let them gaslight you into shutting up. Don't let them shut you up with their defamation or their slander when you start to expose their nonsense. Okay? Whoever it is, don't let that happen. Onward now, a couple more things on the scamdemic. Then we're, uh, we're shifting gears a bit. So Australia, another one of those places that's getting protests, especially over lockdown measures and mandated vaccines. Australia, France, Greece, a lot of places are. But look, so these new lockdown measures in Australia are kicking in. Yet... Essential brands, essential businesses that can stay open during this lockdown include Gucci and Louis Vuitton and a few other ones as well. Cosmetics, toys, let's see, basically everything that's in a mall, like a General Pants, H&M, they can stay open, Skechers, Vans. (laughs) It's like malls are fine. (laughs) They're essential. Oh, that's like here in America, right? All the the pot shops were essential. And places like that. Well, liquor stores too or something. Go get your, your beer and your weed. That's cool, but <laughs> Gucci. So go ahead and protest, people. Go ahead and protest. Apparently, you can uh, protest in a Gucci store and you'll be fine. You won't be kicked out. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get now into one of the top stories that the fake news, the... That is was breaking today. This one from WAPO. So the story goes, the official story, mind you, that two men were charged in a supposed plot to firebomb the Democratic Party headquarters in California in Sacramento. And uh, apparently these two individuals, Ian and Jared, they had a bunch of firearms, fully automatic weapons, ammo, And they said they wanted to uh, start a movement. They wanted to start a movement because of the fraud that happened around the 2020 election. So they planned to attack the Democratic headquarters in Cali, Sacramento. And 
this is just going around. Everybody's doing their own rendition of it. Daily Beast, all the other you know propagandist organizations out there are writing their headlines that they love to write when stuff like this comes out. It just looks like another frame job. I'm going to straight up say it. This looks like another frame job. How much you want to bet that the FBI has their fingerprints on this too? How much you want to bet that maybe these two guys themselves are like FBI informants that are running an op with all this? Come on. Come on. Or maybe it was a potential false flag that was going to be worse, but it was stopped by, who knows, maybe some people in some agencies behind the scenes, white hats, what have you, patriots in control. I don't know, but... This has frame smear all over it. Wanna don't don't take that bet that the FBI might be involved in this one too. You might lose knowing what we know now about that organization. Another top story, this one on Hunter Biden. So, this one coming out from Politico today, and the story goes with this one. This is what they're saying, all right? Let me try to uh this one's kind of complicated, so I'm going to do my best to give you the the right context here. Basically, It's saying how the prosecutor investigating Hunter Biden, who's been investigating him for a while, they actually admit in this article, even before we learned about Hunter Biden's laptop in October. The attorney there in Delaware, David Weiss, actually had the ability to file subpoenas and get a grand jury together well before October of last year, but he decided not to. That's where the headline comes from. Hunter Biden's prosecutor rejected moves that would have revealed probe earlier. All right. So there's a lot of moving parts to this story. I don't want to read the whole article to you, but uh, it's surprising, actually, that Politico would run this. And maybe they're trying to get ahead of a story and put the kibosh on certain prime details. They want to brush under the rug or something like that. I'm going to move into a take from Brian Cates on Telegram. Uh because I think this is a solid one. So here he writes, ask yourself this, Weiss, attorney David Weiss and others were already investigating Hunter Biden and associates before the laptop story broke last October, okay? That's a fact. These investigations into the Biden crime family had began actually a long time ago in 2018, long before Hunter even left the laptop in Delaware. That's interesting in and of itself. How many leaks had there been out of those investigations in the two-plus years they were going on before Rudy and company broke the laptop story to the New York Post that was last October? None. There were no leaks that we know of. That's why the New York Post story on the laptop was such a big bombshell. And once we knew about the laptop and the ongoing federal criminal investigations, how many leaks did we see since October? None also. So that was a very planned leak. Maybe even Hunter Biden took a deal or was leveraged into leaving his laptop at that at that store. So it would come out like this, right? There's a lot of ways we can speculate and run with uh, guesstimate here. But anyway, so what's Brian Cates getting at? Somebody wants people to know this investigation is going on and it's active and it's pursuing laptop evidence. And they picked right now to reveal this to Politico and get it out to the public. So that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Why now? Well, could be. Could be big things are coming. Could be as the audits just 
flurry of that starts to come out in the coming weeks, we could get even more about the Biden crime family. It could be so much that the fake news doesn't know how to handle it all. And then you give the Biden family something more to worry about, you know, actual grand juries being brought together and all that with their investigation. They don't even have time to deal with the audit stuff coming out. Some people are saying it's a distraction. I mean, that's an easy buzzword to throw out there about everything, but who who is doing the distraction and what for, okay? let's If you're going to run with that speculation, let's boil it down. In terms of this, I, what are they distracting us from? I don't know. They wouldn't want to—I uh, don't feel like this particularly is a distraction. Maybe Politico is trying to get ahead of the story and, you know, manipulate certain details to cover ass, but whew, no, I don't think this one is a distraction at all. I think it's all just going to start coming out at the same time as a, you know, the flood, the drip, drip, drip turns into a leak, turns into a flood. So onward now to some news about the audits. Uh, what's happening in Maricopa County is massive, and it's, 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 they're bombshells. I mean, they're not even the full results, and it's making the primetime fake news commenters and the media organizations, the newspapers, they are just scared beyond belief having to write hit piece after hit piece. Uh, I don't think the Hunter Biden story would be a distraction from the audits. I think it would it would include it, you know? They're kind of coming together as just this massive cascade of so many different stories at once that it's just, you can't deny that the game is rigged and we have corrupt elites in our in our country. So anyway, and that could also be why we're seeing Trump with this Bill Barr spat and also this Mark Milley spat right now. It looks like Trump is going after Bill Barr and, and Mark Milley, but th- but these stories could be planned disinformation by the military, by the patriots in control, just to create that distance for the public optics for what comes next, you know? So I think we could be weeks, may- maybe I would give it a couple months, but... Uh, Max, but we're going to start seeing just huge stuff all at once, and it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to deny it, right? That's the point here. We're not going to be able to uh, to deny it. So anyway, back into Arizona, uh, state senators calling for a new presidential election even, saying Biden electors should be recalled, and that's just from the hearings that took place uh, in recent days. That's not even after the final results. And then, of course, we have Pennsylvania lawmakers, Georgia lawmakers, Oklahoma lawmakers all calling for audits as well. Same forensic audits. Uh, We even have Wisconsin lawmakers here, state representatives in Wisconsin calling for audits there. And lo and behold, uh, I was trying to find any sort of news report on this letter from a state representative there in Wisconsin that came out today. This was published today. So I went and Googled Wisconsin audit, and lo and behold, first thing that comes up is the Wisconsin examiner. Experts warn against sham audits movement. And of course, Google's algorithms made this one be the first one that comes up. (laughs) So they're nervous, right? They're doing all they can. Shut it down. A judge rejected Arizona Senate's motion to keep election audit records private. So a watchdog group that calls themselves American Oversight uh, sued the Cyber Ninjas, the group that's doing the audit there, for their records. Cyber Ninjas wanted to keep them private, but 
the judge there in Arizona apparently sided with the American Oversight Group. And the American Oversight Group, uh, I'm pretty sure they're they're fairly new. They're fairly new, and they have like a blue check mark on Twitter. Let's check them out real quick. Let's do some let's do some on the clock investigation. There you go, blue check mark on Twitter. Joined oh just a month after Trump was uh, <laughs> put into office, February 2017. They call themselves nonpartisan oversight watchdog. That uses FOIA and litigation to uncover the facts. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We won't go too far into these guys, but I want an about. Give me an about here. I want to learn about these guys. I want to learn how much George Soros money is invested in them. They're out of D.C. Launched in 2017. Their team... Oh, Austin Evers, the executive director, used to be a senior counsel at the State Department. Big surprise. <laughs> Advising the State Department. Let's see. Melanie Sloan. Oh, a former federal prosecutor, Capitol Hill staffer. She worked for Chuck Schumer, as well as Joe Biden. Oh, look at that. Literally, a senior advisor here used to work for Joe Biden. So, they claim to be nonpartisan. I'm sure people on there used to work for Biden. I mean, this is all you have to do, folks. This is all you have to do. Maybe I'll do a video coming up of just like techniques and tips and tricks, things to remember when you're researching. Just thread, just go through the thread. Click on, okay, about page, who's a part of this organization, names, what did they do in the past? Like, boil it down to the facts, everybody. Stop dicking around with this clickbait stuff and these influencers that talk and talk and talk with no substance, no details, right? So it's it's just that easy. It might, oh, look, Center for American Progress. That's John Podesta's think tank. So they got researchers from John Podesta's group and used to work for Biden in there. Anyway, yeah, just like stop messing around and wasting your time with people who don't give you details or facts with what they claim and say. I've heard people claim this week, influencers that get like tens of thousands of views on their videos, Claim that tribunals are going on. Okay, where? Where's your sauce? Sauce it or toss it, right? Our time is precious. Don't waste your precious time with people who are substanceless, okay? So moving on from that, uh, let's get now into some news from the border. Feds made more than 1 million apprehensions this fiscal year. 1 million. They made 188,000 apprehensions around the border, Customs and Border Patrol, just in June. Numbers were released today, which the numbers are typically released, the border numbers, on like the 9th or 10th of the following month. So like May numbers come out 10th of June, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this time, it was a little late. They just came out. It was like a week late. And maybe it was a week late because they knew the numbers were going to be big. And they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> One million just this year. Fun fact for you. The last time in one calendar year we reached a million apprehensions was in 2006. 2006, okay? So by, there is a crisis at the border. Just looking at these numbers, a million apprehensions, okay? Let's put a little context to these numbers. A lot of people get apprehended, get sent back across the border, then come back, okay? So it's not like it's a million people. 
meaning a million apprehensions, a lot of people are apprehended multiple times. So although a million apprehensions, there's also a lot of people that come over the border and obviously don't get apprehended. So there could also be more than that coming across the border, more than 188,000 just in June. So that just means 100 uh, million apprehensions. It's still a lot. Crisis at the border, human trafficking, drug trafficking. A lot of people are starting to talk more about the fentanyl coming over. And I think Tucker just the other day was talking about where does the fentanyl come from? A lot of it comes from China. Lo and behold, the Wuhan area of China, this fentanyl. Then it migrates its way to Central South America and comes up through the southern border. Then you got the, obviously, human child trafficking. Okay, so, yeah, there's a big problem. And it needs to be discussed. And it's a very easy issue to discuss the facts of because they can't deny the facts. Next, Wikipedia co-founder. <laughs> I mean, you you probably might be aware of the Wikipedia co-founder and how he no longer likes Wikipedia at all, but he's getting louder about it. Larry Sanger is his name. Uh, there's his face right there. He co-founded Wikipedia, and he is now on a tirade against Wikipedia saying... They can't be trusted. They're not reliable at all. And obviously, he is right. Ironically enough, I found this just today. On Wikipedia, the website itself, it literally says Wikipedia is not a reliable source. So, <laughs> I mean, is this like some fake news inception here? If Wikipedia says Wikipedia is not a reliable source, is that factoid itself not reliable? So... Ipso facto, is Wikipedia a reliable source? Because the non-reliable Wikipedia said that they're not reliable. Oh, this is making my head hurt. <laughs> but anyway, yes, Wikipedia is not a reliable source. So, mind you, let's backtrack a little bit. I want to go through all of the memos and reports and documents from our government these last few years that cited Wikipedia. I shit you not. In 2019... That story that came out, Yahoo News broke it, media parroted it all around the country. The story that came out saying that Q is a domestic terror threat. Remember that? 2019. The so-called memo, the, the FBI memo that was supposedly written and then leaked to Yahoo and then printed all across the media that claimed Q, QAnon, Q followers are a domestic terror threat. That FBI memo cited Wikipedia. I shit you not. It cited Wikipedia and Snopes. It was probably fake in the first place, right? It probably was never an actual FBI memo. But hilariously enough, yes, the media cited this alleged FBI memo, and they used Wikipedia as a source to call Q fake and Q followers, well, not just fake, but domestic terror threats, right? Extremists. Ha! 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 All right. Last story that I want to discuss with you guys here is crypto yeah we're shifting gears over to crypto love it or hate it i don't care i love it and hate it depending on the day depending on the color of the candle that just came up the last <laughs> few hours but this is this is just funny here okay this is just funny so the co-found another co-founder calling what they founded shiza but uh the dogecoin co-founder the actually called this was on his twitter account he went on a tirade against crypto a couple of days ago he called cryptocurrency a right-wing technology 
all of crypto, not just Dogecoin. It was the Dogecoin co-founder, but he called all crypto a right-wing technology. I shit you not. <laughs> you can see the tweets right here. That's classic. Anytime something is called a right-wing narrative, right-wing threat, right-wing technology, right-wing... What's a right-wing technology? I don't even understand what that is. But uh, <laughs> makes me like it a little more, right? Makes me like it a little more. I just, when you see the people that hate it from central banks to other central banks, you even have Wall Streeters. Wall Streeters say it sucks, but then they'll turn right around and their company will be opening up like futures trading desks and helping people invest money in cryptocurrency. When you see all the people that hate it, it makes me love it even more. Even, right, Nancy Pelosi at those hearings a month or two back, oh, crypto is bad. And then all these central banks are trying to roll out their own stable coins, their own coins, their centralized coins. They'll go and shit on the decentralized cryptos, but then say, oh, yeah, we need uh, uh, our own coin, our own central bank coin. So I don't know. I think there's so much. I think there are shillbot networks that have been initiated to psyop the public about crypto. There's probably frame jobs that go on, frame stories. You know, we heard all the stories about the hackers and things like that. And then there probably is a bunch of shills out there that say, oh, if you promote Bitcoin, you're bad. You're deep state. I see that all across social media. Like, are you kidding me? Just because you're, you're into something, you're deep state. I don't think crypto will save the world by any means. No. And there are a lot of reasons I think it is a massive con. Obviously, we need internet. We need an electrical system. We, we need an infrastructure to keep it going. So there's big problems with crypto. But I see definite potentials in crypto. Ways that the tool can be used to, I don't know, up your wealth and throw a big F you. Yeah, <laughs> we're all deep state apparently. Uh, just throw a big F you to the financial system. So I don't know. Uh, the prices are kind of gnarly right now, but I do think maybe we could see like a, a sort of spike later this year. I don't think the, the bull market is done uh, currently by any means. That's just my opinion, not financial advice, not medical advice. Anything I say is not advice uh, except what I tell you about the fake news, of course. That's definitely advice. Don't listen to those idiots. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's it, guys. Uh, somebody said Soros, you know, Soros investing in crypto. I know he is, but at this point, like Jack Dorsey is too. It's like they can either hate it or maybe they know that there's nothing they can do to really stop it. So they're just going to try to like capitalize on it as much as they can. Or maybe they're trying to get in as whales so they can manipulate the market in the future with their stash, sell when they need to sell and tank it, you know? So just because you can't look at the world so black and white these days. Good or bad, black and white, right? Things are complex. They're complicated. You got to look at the context of these stories of individuals, you know? I often see these days, just because that person did a talk or did an interview with that person means that person's legit or means that person's bad because I have this preconceived notion about that other individual. So it's like, again, not black and white. We can't do these like guilt by associations or trust by associations. Those are both logical fallacies. And we have to be just a little smarter these days, guys. We can't jump to conclusions so quick about people or about stories or about narratives we hear. 
things, rumors we hear and see and read on social media, especially. Um, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, take the extra, just takes 10 seconds, couple clicks maybe. See what their sources are, if they have any. See if they have any actual substance behind their story. So, and talk is cheap, you know, talk is freaking cheap. People can say they're patriots. People can say they have good discernment or whatever the case, or they can lecture you and make themselves seem like such good people because they're spouting these great virtues, but they're just virtue signaling maybe. So, you know, don't just go off someone's words, go off their actions. Maybe listen to them for a little while before making a judgment about them. Don't just like them instantly because they're telling you what you want to hear and talking about the subjects you like to hear. And, uh, yeah, be be very careful with who you give your time and energy to because our time is precious. Our time is very precious. I don't like to waste time. I feel like I'm going too damn long with this outro rant right now, but I feel like it needs to be done. So, anyway, appreciate y'all you guys for listening. We're, we're going to go into a quick chat now. I'll hang out for about 10, 15 minutes in the chat, and then uh, I'll get this edited, the replay up. And uh, then the next live stream will be on Monday. Got some new videos coming over the weekend too. I'll be working on those. And then the last thing I do want to uh, mention to you guys is that my subscribe star, I've got daily updates on there, quick just daily written ones. And then I'm also doing the uh, Zoom calls again, live Zoom calls, did one yesterday, doing one next week. If you're subscribed to my subscribe star, you can come hang out with me and in the, in the Zoom calls, Zoom Q&As, there's usually only about 30 or 40 people there, so it's a good, tight-knit group, good times. And then you get discount codes to my supplement brand, too, if you subscribe to my Subscribestar. Easy way to DM me as well, uh, and I appreciate your support. You know, Patreon canned me. Patreon canned me last year. One of the, like, two dozen platforms that have all censored me at this point, so I had to migrate to Subscribestar. Your guys' support is greatly appreciated. Obviously, it's not necessary, but I greatly appreciate you for helping me and uh you got to you got to support your independent journalists these days you know i support i do support a handful of people on like a subscribe star on patreon i sign up to epic times you know i have no problem doing these things because i know they're valuable they're they bring value to me so i have no problem throwing them a quick three bucks five bucks something like that a month so thanks guys i will see you in the next video more coming. Go find me on Telegram, Getter, Gab, Instagram as well. I have an Instagram account. All those will link, be linked uh, down below and all the other links for where you can find me and help me out. See you guys in the next video. Take care.